0: Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Authority is the subject this week, Colin. You introduced the subject yesterday and you finished yesterday's programme by saying, if you love me, you will obey my commands. Words of Jesus, of course, to his disciples. Yes, we talked yesterday about the fact that God is the Lord and because he is God, Jesus is the Lord. And because the Holy Spirit is God, he is also Lord. And so God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit need to be seen as the Lord in our lives. Now today we're going to focus on the earthly ministry of Jesus and how authority operated in him. This is very important because, uh, as I explained yesterday, for the 30 odd years that Jesus was on earth. He had to live under the authority of his father. Now, if you like, while he was in heaven before he became man, he and the father shared that authority together. They were, as we say, theologically co-equal. But during the days of his humanity, Jesus was limited by his humanity and he had to show us how to relate to God within the restrictions of humanity. So for those 33 years, he lived under the authority of his father so that he could express the authority of his father. And then as we saw yesterday, he had a group of disciples around him who he was teaching how they too must submit to that authority so that they too could exercise that authority and we'll be talking about that later this week. But today we're going to focus on Jesus himself and how authority operated in his life and ministry because this actually has to be the pattern for all of us. First of all, Jesus had the reputation of being a man of authority. Even his opponents recognized that he was a man of tremendous authority. They, they questioned him, where did you get this authority? Who gave you this authority? By what authority do you do these things? They could, they could tell by the way in which Jesus acted that he acted with a great authority which was beyond anything that was common in, in, in man. He showed enormous wisdom. He showed enormous wisdom in the way in which he exercised authority. But uh, you see, what Jesus actually did was to, if you like, take on the establishment. Like he would heal on the Sabbath. Who gave you the authority to do this? He cast out the money changers from the temple. Who gave you the authority to do this? Uh, He allowed his disciples to eat the... Uh, grains of wheat as they were walking through a field on the sabbath who gave you the authority to allow your disciples to do this it was a constant constant question because jesus was not limited by the common restrictions of the time but it was the people not so much the pharisees but the people to whom jesus was preaching that recognized the authority with which he spoke And they asked the question, what is this, a new teaching and with authority? Now, what were they saying? They're saying, this man teaches with a totally different authority from anything that is common among the teachers of the law or the Pharisees. Nobody teaches with the authority that this man has. But then they saw him work. They saw the miracles that he performed. They saw the people that were being healed. And they, even the common people, could put the two together and see that he spoke with authority and he acted with authority. Now, his opponents, you see, the Pharisees, they could see that he acted with authority, but they didn't want to submit to the authority of what he said. It, it it just wouldn't compute for them that the authority of what he said and the authority of what he did came out of the authority of who he was. Now, the common people understood that better than the religious leaders because the religious leaders didn't want to acknowledge that. All they were concerned about was their own religious authority, the kind of Man created authority that their position gave them. They weren't really concerned about the true spiritual authority that Jesus was recognizing. And when later this week we come to how authority is to be exercised in the church, it will be very important for us to see the distinction between the way that people operate in the church and the way Jesus operated So we see that Jesus commanded, and we saw yesterday that when you exercise authority, you command. Jesus commanded and the sick were healed. He commanded and the dead were raised. That he spoke with authority when he preached, and he spoke with authority to demons, and they immediately had to leave. 2,000 demons left one man, and all Jesus said was, go. Just one word of command. He didn't name the 2,000 demons or anything like that. He just gave the command, go. And the 2,000 came out and into the pigs who rushed into the sea and were drowned. So, tremendous authority. Now, let's ask the question that the Pharisees asked, where did you get this authority from? And Jesus made it clear that it was not his own authority. Although he had been given authority, if you are given authority, it belongs rightly to the one who gave it to you. You are exercising that authority on behalf of the one who gave you authority. So Jesus said, I speak no words of my own. I speak only the words my father gave me to speak. Now, you would think that because Jesus was the word of God that was made flesh and came to live among us, he would have the right to say whatever he wants. He is the word of God. He could say whatever he wanted to say. But no, no, no. He says, because I'm in submission to the Father, I speak only what he tells me to say. Now, you would think that as God's Son, as God in human flesh, with all this authority that has been committed to him, Jesus could do whatever he liked. But he said, no, while I am submitted to the authority of my Father here on earth, I do only the things I see my Father doing. So he never usurped that authority. He never usurped that authority. He never acted in independence of his Father. He never... uh, took the initiative for what was happening out of the Father's hands. He was at all time responding to the authority, if you like, to the leadership, if you like, to the governance of his Father. He, He placed himself in submission to his Father during those three years that he was here on earth, during the three years of his ministry. And so... What we see is that Jesus sums all this up by saying, I have not come to do my own will. I've come to do the will of him who sent me. You see, he submits his will to the will of his father. So even though he knew he had to go to the cross, and humanly speaking, that is not anything that he or anybody would want, he submitted to the father and was willing to do it because it was the will of his father. So, we hear this prayer that he prayed for three hours in the agony in the Garden of Gethsemane before his arrest. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You see, that's real submission to the authority of God. And, you know, some people imitate that prayer, and there's a right time and a wrong way to imitate it. Uh, The wrong way is to say it at the end of all your prayers, because that indicates that really you haven't prayed with much faith or conviction or expectation. Because God reveals what his will is in his word, we need to pray with faith. We need to pray the promises of his word into being. But the right time to pray that prayer of submission is when, like Jesus, we're confronted with something that God wants us to do, or that we have to do, but we don't want to do it. And this is where, humanly, we have to submit to God in his divine majesty and authority because he is Lord. And in circumstances like that, then we need to pray as Jesus prayed. Not my will, but yours be done. I submit my will to yours, Lord. So this is the way that God is teaching us all to live. And I'm going to say more about this later in the week. But let me just say that every day of my life, I submit myself afresh to God. Uh, uh, my, My prayer, you see, is, Lord, I submit myself to you today in spirit, soul, and body, that I might fulfill the will and purpose that you have for me. I don't want to act in independence of you in anything that I do. I submit myself to you, and I thank you that you will lead me, you will guide me, you will inspire me by your Holy Spirit, and you will enable me to come to the end of this day, having fulfilled what you have asked of me today. That's the kind of way in, in which I pray. It's a, it's a hard submission to the authority of God. But that's the kind of submission that God wants to see in every one of us. The key, the crucial thing to understand is this that Jesus could only exercise the authority that he did when he taught, when he healed, when he performed miracles because he was so submitted to his father's authority during the days of his humanity. If you want to exercise authority, then you have to submit to the greater authority of God who is over you.